0: It's happened, you know, your worst nightmare, the perfect storm. This is a really serious problem. It is truly historic. Uh, we haven't even begun to see the end of it yet. Not only do they want their kids back in school, but they want them on campus, either full or part-time. So my thought was just simple. Uh, okay, if everybody clearly wants them in school, what do we have to do to give them a voice in letting them get back to high school school?
1: Will it be possible for kids to play high school sports this fall, even if they can't attend in person classes on campus? Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. Local community colleges are trying to figure out their spring sports schedules after all fall sports were postponed because of the pandemic. At Mesa College, they're working on a plan to bring student athletes safely back to campus in January. With practice starting in february one of the big issues to be sorted out sharing the facilities between 21 different sports the spring is now split into two distinct seasons we don't have all the answers yet but we are working diligently to make sure that you know all of our sports are taken care of for practice time uh, and then we also leave time for general population classes the spring season will be split into two phases with the first running january to april phase two is scheduled from march until june And on July 20th, the CIF is expected to make a decision on what to do with high school fall sports. In just a few moments, we'll talk with the head football coach at Scripps Ranch High School and founder of Let Families Decide, a group advocating to give parents the power to decide on high school sports for their kids this fall. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Tuesday, July 14th. A coronavirus vaccine being developed in the U.S. is on the right track so far. The drug company Moderna says early trials show the vaccine is safe and triggers an immune response. Some scientists say it's unclear if the immune response is strong enough to protect someone from getting the virus. The drug is scheduled to go through one final trial. The White House is pushing for a vaccine to be ready by January. Vaccines typically take years to develop. New restrictions go into effect on Wednesday at 12.01 a.m. as California tries to rein in the rising number of COVID-19 cases in the state. 30 counties, including San Diego, were affected by the governor's latest orders. Indoor operations will be suspended at fitness centers, places of worship, offices at non-essential businesses, personal care services, including hair salons and barbershops, malls, wineries, movie theaters, and more. To try and mitigate the new restrictions, it will now be easier for local restaurants to expand outdoor dining amid indoor operation restrictions. The San Diego City Council unanimously passed an ordinance that will allow for what the mayor calls streeteries and streetail. It allows restaurants and retail businesses to expand onto on-street parking spaces, sidewalks and parking lots. More space means more customers and more business. This also gives San Diegans the confidence that restaurants and retail businesses are doing everything that they can to keep everyone as safe as possible. Under the ordinance, there is no application or fee. The coronavirus pandemic is leading to mental health challenges for those of us whose daily lives have been turned upside down. Reporter Alexander Cohen talks with experts about what people can do to avoid feeling overwhelmed.
2: With the economy reopening, some people feel sad staying home or guilty when they go out.
3: This is anxiety manifesting in a different way.
2: In this time of uncertainty, Dr. Anna Saddle says she's worried more people will be diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder.
3: So I think we're going to see a lot of PTSD coming from not only seeing loved ones ill, but also parents trying to care for children and, and people being unable to work and all of the effects, the trickle-down effects that, that it's having.
2: A lot of people feel pandemic fatigue, anxious or depressed during this time. The good news is many mental health experts are available to help.
3: For telehealth too, they also are utilizing um, virtual reality and so rather than it being just a face-to-face conversation, it can actually feel like you're in the room.
2: If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with COVID-19, there are some warning signs for PTSD.
3: Thinking back to what it was like seeing that person in crisis or seeing that person really ill, difficulty sleeping, having nightmares.
2: At the end of the day, Dr. Settle says we all have to try and find moments of peace during this time.
3: If you're following the recommendations, you're engaging, you're social distancing, you're doing all the things that that you're being recommended to do, then, then you just have to let go of the fact that you can't control the outcome.
2: Reporting in Nashville, Alexandra Cohen.
1: As we see an increase in COVID-19 cases, we're also looking at where the supply chain stands as we try to get products we need at stores. A management professor at UC Davis says we're in a better place now than when the pandemic started, but demand is still an issue. Many stores still have limits on how much of certain products you can buy, such as toilet paper. She says it stems from concern people will start hoarding again as cases go back up. Suppliers are also likely raising prices to make up for losses when the pandemic started. That's forcing some grocery stores and restaurants to also raise prices. Delta Airlines just posted its worst loss in more than a decade. Delta says it lost $2.8 billion. The situation isn't getting any better for them. The airline once again cut flights as coronavirus cases spike nationwide. Delta hoped to add 1,000 flights a day in August, but now only plans to add 500. Delta says almost 20% of its staff took buyouts or early retirement packages. The next time you stop at Kroger-owned stores, you won't get change in the form of coins. Kroger, which owns Food for Less and Ralph's, says they'll stop giving coins because of the nationwide shortage. They're asking customers paying in cash to use exact change. Customers can also choose to have their change loaded onto their customer loyalty cards to be automatically applied to their next purchase. You can also choose to have your change donated to the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation. Smoking can double a young adult's risk of severe complications from the coronavirus. That's what a new study from UC San Francisco suggests. Researchers found half of the participants aged 18 to 25 were considered at risk only because they smoked or vaped. The study comes as cases in young adults are largely driving a nationwide spike in COVID-19, which has been attributed to failing to comply with social distancing regulations. San Diegans are getting some extra time before the city starts fully enforcing parking regulations again. The city suspended citations for parking violations in March when the pandemic began. It said enforcement would resume in July, giving people a two-week grace period to once again get used to them. Full enforcement was due to start this week, but now the city is giving people another two weeks until August 1st. Until then, people violating parking rules will receive written warnings. The Trump administration is backing down from its decision to bar foreign students from staying in the U.S. if their classes are only online. The policy triggered immediate backlash when it was unveiled last week. It would have affected more than one million students. More than 20 universities sued the Trump administration, including the University of San Diego. The students will now be able to stay while taking online classes during the pandemic. The San Diego Unified School District will start the school year online. The district, along with LA Unified, announced students will do distance learning, at least to start. They sent a letter reading in part. The skyrocketing infection rates of the past few weeks make it clear the pandemic is not under control. Some teachers say they're worried about the change.
3: I'm used to being able to walk around a classroom and just see in real time if somebody's getting it or not, if they have questions. So when you're doing it online, it's much, much more difficult to do that.
1: Meanwhile, school board president Richard Barrera says everyone from students to teachers will get more training with online learning. The district is hoping to bring students back to campus at some point this school year. As soon as it's safe, school is set to start on August 31st. Certainly the issue of returning to schools is being talked about around the country but of utmost importance to many families is the return of high school sports and whether that can be safely accomplished this fall and joining me today on the podcast is the head football coach at Scripps Ranch High School and the founder of Let Families Decide, Marlon Gardner is with me. Coach, it's good to have you on. Great to be
0: here. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, first of all, just kind of explain what Let Families Decide is all about and uh, what your mission is.
0: Well, it's it's all about me not being able to sleep one night. Uh, I have a 16-year-old uh, senior headed to, back to Scripps Ranch High School, or theoretically headed back to Scripps Ranch High School for his senior season. I've got an incoming freshman. And and all of the waiting uh, to, to see what would happen with high school sports and even really schools reopening uh, got me thinking. Uh, I couldn't really just sit and do nothing anymore. So I, I formed LetFamiliesDecide.org simply to give families a voice uh, in the process of returning to high school sports when schools reopen. Schools had already asked all of the families, would you like your children to come back on campus? And I'll just use Scripps Ranch High School as an example. 94.7% of the uh, families at Scripps Ranch said, not only do they want their kids back in school, but they want them on campus, either full or part time. So my thought was just simple. Uh, Okay, if everybody clearly wants them in school, what do we have to do to give them a voice in letting them get back to high school sports?
1: It certainly seems like everyone would like to get back to both school and high school sports if we can do so safely. Obviously, that's the big question, though. How difficult will it be to do so safely? What are your thoughts on in football particular and being able to pull that off successfully this fall?
0: well you know we're not bound by any particular guidelines right now because we're not back in school but we started our summer workouts on june 15th Uh, we're back at it for all intents and purposes uh, but modified we're using both the nfhs guidelines for returning to school and returning to sports and we also adopted for our own program the cif uh, return to school and return to sports program. so as funny as it sounds we're doing summer workouts. Uh, we take everyone's temperature. We ask them five uh, symptom-related questions before we let them loose. They arrive masked. masks. They leave uh, the program masked. Um, while they're participating, they don't have to wear a mask, but they're in groups of 10 to 12. And while social distancing is normally associated with six feet, we maintain a five yard gap, which is the equivalent of 15 feet, uh, you know, for their own safety. But there are groups out there like CIF and NFHS who have issued guidelines to do it safely. And we're fully prepared to to adhere to that. Uh, And also, you know, we're not looking for any exemptions or exceptions. We need to follow those rules to the T. We need to carry out uh, what's been laid in front of us by doctors, by public health professionals uh, to keep the kids safe. But I do know that they both have a roadmap and we're doing everything we can to follow that roadmap and quite frankly you know when you get the team together the level of discipline uh is high that's just a part of team sports i worry more about the kids when they're not at football and the choices they get to make and you know some families have different attitudes about the whole uh, circumstance or situation Uh, but we're very strict about it when we have the boys together
1: Have you had many conversations with concerned parents or just, you know, questions that had to be answered as, you know, they send their kids back but want to make sure that it's done all right? How how have those conversations gone?
0: Well, in in informing the parents what we're doing and how we're doing it, we've made it very prominent, the do's and don'ts. Uh, Don't give a kid a ride outside of your family. If in a rare instance you have to, please have everyone in the car masked. Uh, Have wipes. Uh, Have things available to sanitize. Practice all of the things that we're hearing about from the CDC and all of the regulatory bodies on a regular basis. Uh, kids don't stand next to each other. Uh, here's a great don't that we had to inform parents about. Don't bring a football. Uh, as a part of the guidelines in phase one for NFHS, there are no footballs. We do not have a single one uh, in our program at the moment uh, because you know one kid's going to pick it up, throw it to another kid, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, so. Yes, parents have had questions. We did our best to answer them on our program website, uh, giving them all of the information. Um, uh, But not a lot of questions from parents. And and really, to the contrary, we've had a 30% increase in the number of student athletes participating in our summer workouts. So between the parents deciding that they want their kids on campus and 30% more of them sending their kids out to football this summer, uh, I'm getting every indication that it's the exact opposite. They have been cooped up for some time. Uh, We want them out of our house, uh, out of our houses uh, and a controlled activity uh, where they know we'll have their best interest in mind. I think parents are really excited uh, to get their kids out. And and like I said, the the poll numbers and the actual participation uh, sort of backs that up.
1: The San Diego Unified High School District recently announced that at least at the start of the school year, it's gonna be distance learning. Is it possible to do school from home, but still participate in high school sports, in, in your opinion?
0: Well, I know CIF is looking at that very issue right now. Uh, they understand the importance of athletics in a, in a student's life. They understand the lifelong lessons that they get from the various sports. That's a tough call. That is another one of those things that, you know, I don't want to say is above my pay grade. But because we're not looking for exceptions or exemptions, because we're just asking that parents be involved Once schools reopen, uh, I don't mind leaving that to the professionals. But I do think, um, you know, there will be some students that opt out of coming back to campus that may want to participate in sports. So I think that question has to be addressed. My personal opinion, I think to some degree, yes. Most of the sports we're going to participate in are outdoors. Some of them naturally lend themselves to social distancing, whereas the classroom setting might not. Now, football might not be ideal for that particular scenario, at least early on, but I think there are some sports that are. And if that's possible for kids to maintain all of the social distancing and even follow the most recent changes in state orders to stop indoor activities, uh, I would say at the moment, why not? If we have clear guidelines, uh, clear instruction and training on how to meet uh, the requirements, I I would say that would be a pretty good idea.
1: Finally, Coach, if uh, parents listening want to learn more about Let Families Decide or or get involved and help out, what, what's the best thing to do?
0: You, you said it. The best thing to do is go to LetFamiliesDecide.org. It's set up with all of the information about our goals, our mission, but most importantly, it gives you an opportunity to sign up. When you sign up, we can keep you up to date on the latest news that impacts our student athletes, and it'll also give you a call to actions, things and steps we can take to reach out to California officials to make sure they understand that we want to let families decide what's in the best interest of their own kids assuming the risk and responsibility of kids participating in the middle of a pandemic Uh, but that's all done at letfamiliesdecide.org.
1: Coach Marlon Gardnero Scripps Ranch High School Coach I appreciate your time and best of luck with uh, whatever season you've got coming up here but uh, it's good talking to you.
0: Great talking to you thank you very much.
1: We're also seeing some good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. Google is lending a helping hand to unemployed workers amid the pandemic. The company plans to fund 100,000 career certification scholarships. Google officials say the certificates are in data analytics, user experience, design, and project management. No college degrees or prior experience are needed, and Google says it considers their certificates as a four-year degree. The programs take roughly six months to finish. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus. Getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com/rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.